Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Let me just frame this because 2014 is really cru- crucial time to understanding 16 and then uh, beyond. This is where it really starts in the modern era as it applies to all of this mess that uh, a lot of you have started to pick up on. 2014 in April, let's just say a guy by the name of Hunter Biden had to get two waivers to join the U.S. Navy Reserves. Two waivers. One was an age waiver whom was granted probably with the urging of who? None other than who happened to be what at the time? Okay, excellent. And the second waiver was because of his drug use. He had to get cleared to enter the Naval Reserves. Who probably facilitated that waiver again? Joe Biden. And who probably facilitated the commissioning ceremony to be, I believe it was in the Rose Garden at the White House. Probably the same guy, right? Now, what happens one month later? This is in the 2014 time frame. About a month later, when he attends supposedly his first drill, remember, this is Naval Reserves. He goes into the reserves, attends his probably first drill weekend, and there they go through what's called a, uh, a drug test. And what happens? He failed it. He urinates hot, as we call it. With cocaine? And he failed it. And cr- well, crack cocaine? No, nah, you can look it up. All that, look all this that stuff Parmesan up, cheese. All the details. Parmesan probably, cheese. Yeah, there you go. Time. There's probably a lot of Parmesan cheese. It gets you every single time. That's why I don't True. eat it too much of it. Only when I'm eating spaghetti. All right, so 2014, a month later, he is released from the U.S. Naval Reserves a month into his after his commissioning. And guess what happens after that? Well, he needs something to do with his life. So what happens? March? He becomes what an happens expert in March of 2014? oil deals. This, is where, oil this deals. is where it gets good, guys. All right, this is where Romanian, I'm going to get okay. Romanian real 20? estate. He became an expert in well, a lot of really random things in Eastern Europe. <laughs> all right, you're looking it up. This is where I'm going to amp it up, okay? No, 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 no. I'm not looking it up. I just, I just know about all the crazy things he did. <laughs> Joe, I need your undivided on this one. I'm going to amp this up, okay? I'm, I'm 2014, yeah. he gets out of the reserves. March of 2014 is when Ukraine pops off. So immediately after, oh, there's so much to talk about. We can go into deeper, whatever. So 2014, the Sochi Olympics happens. And while that happens, who facilitates a change of government leadership, the color revolution, in in kiev and in, in ukraine that's arguable but around this time you can kind of connect the dots maybe is uh so after this the sochi olympics there's a change of government ukraine and then what happens next all of a sudden you see and you can see this in the public because i was i was researching uh, by the way for full disclosure i can read ukrainian i read i read and speak russian as one of my languages I understand Ukrainian. 
and English. So if I'm looking at Bob's the open a kind of, <laughs> if I'm looking at the internet, I'm looking at YouTube, I'm looking at Twitters, right? All the social media out there. And all of a sudden I see, I'm connecting the dots and all of a sudden I see the director of the central intelligence agency is outed as being, again, this is according to foreign reporting, is outed as being present, present in Kiev meeting with his counterpart there. Okay. Brennan, John Brennan. Brennan. Yeah. Brennan. John Brennan, write that name down. John Brennan, if you never heard of it, know about it. CIA Director John Brennan. Look him up. Look at his background. I prefer okay. to refer to him as Perjurer John Brennan. I, I like that title better. All right. So John Brennan goes. And then who goes there next? Look this up in the Washington Post. Hunter, Hunter Biden. I don't know. So, I, mean, I'm, 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 I guess I'm the envoy. The, no, that's, that's fine. That's why we're doing this. The envoy to the president of the United States at the time to deal with Ukraine happens to be a gentleman who is the vice president. And he has a conversation with the leadership in Ukraine and says, hey, how about we come up with ways to improve your economy, new president of Ukraine? All right. So new president of Ukraine, uh, one of the ways that I recommend and offer you to improve the economy in unconventional ways is in the energy sector. And guess what unconventional way that I can think of best is to place my son on the board of advisors of, a, of your largest natural gas company in your country. And you pay him $83,000, 83000 $333.33 a month. A Don't forget those 33 cents. Which exactly? There's a mathematician tech guy immediately, a million dollars a year. Thank you. <laughs> so what is that? A million dollars. And that's why. Because he has subject matter expertise in being an advisor mm -hmm. to a natural gas company. Of course. I mean, think about cocaine it. inside the park. No, no, no. <laughs> Not the crack. Well, actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knows pipes. He knows pipes, <laughs> just the different kind of pipes. Now, th th this is going to be a meme for our, our radical publications that are going to that are going to blast us. Watch this. This is going to be a meme. The other subject matter expertise, uh, kind of uh, area of expertise that he's really proficient in, is in the cocaine business. Ah. His no, his his olfactory senses uh, afford him a much higher level of being able to identify where to to dig for natural gas oh, so he, he's and like so, a truffle pig he's like a truffle pig ah uh, got it both the left it nostril gas! and gas i smell gas <laughs> gas the right There's nostril. gas over there he's a truffle pig that makes uh, so much sense <laughs> wait <laughs> this isn't even gas. having having fun at his expense <laughs> this is sad i mean we're smiling about it but the reality of it is the amount of evil that we're outlining here inside of this deep state, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. And oh, by the way, if somebody out there that's savvy wants to take some of these clips out and, and help Garrett Ziegler out with his research, because I think we some are. Of the, oh, he has a report coming it, out. We're going to have him on. It'll, it'll contextualize it. So some of the stuff that are good, good. It's coming out any day now. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to change the dynamics on everything. All right. So he goes out there, he's on the board of, uh, of directors. 
and uh, the vice president goes and visits Ukraine, sits at the head of the table in parliament as though he's like the act, acting head of state and does his thing. Remember the whole council on foreign relations when he said, hey, if you don't fire this guy because he's investigating the company that my son's with. Yep. Remember that whole clip? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember yeah. it very well. We, two we, and two we, together. Yeah. <laughs> you guys <laughs> covered this, I'm sure. So I'm not going to go deep dive into that. So what's going on? While that's going on in the background, General Flynn's testifying about the, the threats that are going on in the Middle East, right? Iraq, the Iran situation. And when he comes out publicly kind of saying that, yeah, this ain't a, a JV team, etc. Clapper, who was the director of national intelligence at the time, supposedly comes up Another to him person. and says, hey, buddy, you might want to put in for your resignation, uh, General Flynn. And uh, so the rumor is Clapper was asked, was it because of my leadership? And Clapper responds with, no. And that's your answer to, from in my opinion, that probably meant we don't want you here for political reasons because of you saying truth to power, and we don't like that. So you can, you can run along now. That's August of 2014 that he is then retired, resigned. Okay. And that's documented. What happens next? Wait, what year? 2014. We in? 2014. 2014. What month? We're what wrapping month? up 2014. August. Uh, Vitaly Klitschko becomes mayor of Kiev. He he does. Yes. <laughs> Boxer. Bog. Um, I don't know what else happens in 2014. Okay, so 2014. Now. Somebody just said Hunter knows president. pipes and lines, but not pipelines. <laughs> pipes and There you go. I knew somebody would be more genius than us. Ah, that was awesome. It. Angel fire. You get baby. that. Angel fire. There you go. He has pipes baby. and lines. He just does not know pipelines. <laughs> okay, I digress. Let's, Dude, let's get back in. Put this. that out. I'm, you got to put out like a post on it. I'm going to put it out. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Perfect meme for that one, by the way. Someone can put it together. All right. It's 2014. Now let's fast forward. Now, a friend of mine. Yeah, I'll leave that out because I, I want to. I want to stick to uh, kind of publicly available information. So no, 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 no. You need to drop some dirt. People here want dirt. They want to hear the, the real deal. Don't the, a friend of mine. You need to get coming. the friend of it's mine. It's coming. It's coming. Oh. <laughs> I believe the loose slip sink ships. We need to sink a couple ships here. We want to. No, I mean nothing. I'm saying is going to be like I, I'm not violating anything. So let's just say a friend of mine was putting forth together a business that, well, you know, a few of us were going to be serving on the board. A couple of names that I mentioned, or one name that I mentioned in myself now that he was out of government. So not the one that's been accused of, by the way, by a lot of, you see, it's a space company that's here and it's friendly, etc. So 2015 is when I believe in early 2015, maybe late 2014, is when the idea was being thrown out there that Trump wanted to run for president, right? I can't remember the date, so this is something that you might want to just fact check me on me so that it's accurate, this part, from the exact, exact time. So a gentleman by the name of retired General Michael Flynn contacted 
contacts a uh, Donald J. Trump, businessman, right? And has a meeting in New York, and he asks him, and this is in, in an interview that General Flynn did uh, a few years back. can't remember, remember which one. And he says, uh, Donald, are you serious about running? Because uh, I'm a serious guy. If you're serious about running, I'm going to support you. So two hours into that conversation, both walked away with the understanding that each one was serious. Remember, this is before any knowledge of who Mike Pence was, who Reince Priebus was, who Paul Ryan was, who Governor Sununu was in New Hampshire, who Ducey was in Arizona, who Kemp was in Georgia. You get my point, right? We're going to get to that. We're almost there. They're all connected Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. So that conversation happens. The loyalty kind of starts there. Sebastian Gorka, if you know who that is. I do. Was also involved in the Trump campaign early. And I remember something that he said that uh, resonated with me. He said that the person that Trump had the most chemistry with on that campaign, hands down, bar none. And this says a lot if you know Sebastian. And I'll stop on that on Sebastian. Dr. Gorka, by the way, that the chemistry between Donald and Flynn was unmatched. They just hit it off. I mean, sometimes, you know what I'm talking about, the bromance. Yeah. Just, there's something there that I'm not talking anything like nefarious. It's just, hey, you, you kind of hit it off because of the background, leadership, etc. Because at the end of the day, as a CEO, you, you get it, Joe. I do. You're a leader. You have to motivate people. And then good leaders are, you know, a lot of it's, you're, you're doing more than you expect anybody that works for you to do. To do. And that's kind of like, you that, those early, are good lead leaders. Late. Yeah. Exactly. And, and when, when people see that, you get more out of them. That's just one component of leadership. You know, there's obviously many other components. So I think that had something to do with it. And then amidst of what just happened with the being resigned for speaking truth to power, I'm sure there was a little bit of uh, uh, disappointment in what just occurred to him. And so... Well, I think at the time he uh, he advised several candidates uh, throughout the spectrum because there were like 20 candidates out there. Uh, it was an, an unpaid volunteer role, right? And then he had his uh, company, Flynn Intel Group, that he created. He's a private citizen now, right? All right, so what happens? A director of the Defense Intelligence Agency, one of the most senior m- members of the intelligence community, that has access and insight and a network to boot based in that community to be able to provide context and insight into what's going on is now on as an advisor, close advisor to someone, the only candidate practically that has no loyalty or being leveraged over by any of the biopoly that I talked about since 1856. Does the DNC have any leverage over Trump? No. Does he have any loyalty or dependency on the DNC? No. Does Trump have any loyalty or dependency, or does the RNC have any leverage over Trump? No. Zero. Now apply he's that same logic to... He's the only uncontrollable candidate in the absolutely. Entire, entire race. Yeah. In the absolute, in the entire race, 
Because why? His business, he is the 100%. He's basically 100% owner, right? I don't know about the details, but he owns his own company. He made his wealth through his own, you know, there's a little tack pieces on him. But at the end of the day, when you control your own company, there's not much control that other people can have over you. Uh, and so, who else in the orbit of Trump early on? This is where we're going to start hitting names that are going to start resonating. All right, here's where we're, we're going to get in the main course now. All right. Let's Other people that can't be controlled. Yeah. Flynn, right? Yeah. Just basically stabbed in the back by speaking truth to power, so there's no loyalties anymore to uh, those that appointed him twice. So now he's up there providing advice, national security advice to uh, uh, candidate Trump. Who else in the orbit early on? Roger Stone? Yeah. George Papadopoulos? Yeah. Carter Page? Let's start with those. Paul Manafort? All right, here's where we're going to get into Ukraine and tie, all the, tie it all together. Paul Manafort was working on a deal in Ukraine that basically competed with what Hunter was working on. It did, yeah. That's, yeah, why, that's, they, that's, that's why they took him true. down, right? That's why they took him down. And how did they, they take him they down? Got him, they got him with something that's relatively simple. It's a, a technical, technicality. Foreign agent registration, right? Fair. Yeah. Now, remember what I talked about? It was you a get technicality. The that, that, it not only took him down, it, it literally cost him tens of millions of dollars. Right? This was a big deal. So I don't know about his orders. case too much detail, but so, these other ones. So let's take a look at Ryder Stone. Let's take a look at Michael Flynn. And let's take a look at Papadopoulos and Carter Page. Man, this is where it's going to get deep. Carter Page. So if you want to, when we talked about the six degrees of separation for Kevin Bacon, he talked about Max. Mm -hmm. In order, I was going to say, I'm going to use names to essentially fill out your hypothetical. This is where we're going to fill it out. In order to gain insight into what's going on into a political candidate that neither party really has any understanding of, that want leverage over that candidate, and I'm saying both parties, you need to create a mechanism to get insight into it and discredit it. So in one mechanism, this could have been either done in parallel, not communicating with each other, or it could have been done in conjunction. I mean, we'll still have to dig deep into it. But what I mean by that is Republican and Democrat. So the Democrats, oh man, did I just freeze? No, no just okay. keep going. No, you're good, you're good, you're good, good. So the Democrats, so the Steele dossier, remember? I do. Mm -hmm. The Steele dossier? Okay, so I'm not going to go into too much yet. Bottom line is that this based out of London, right? Former British Intel guy? Yeah. Yeah. Who's the chief of station in London? For the CIA at the yeah, time that that's going on. Gina Haspel, heard of that name? Oh, I don't know. Yes. Who's now Gina the Haspel later the becomes the director of the CIA. Basically, a unanimous uh, decision to select her as the. Anytime somebody gets unanimous consent, you know something shady. That's my assessment. So Gina Haspel is one that was going down. Down. Christopher Steele is a source, and uh, to basically provide information to then launch. Crossfire Hurricane and Crossfire Razor. What is Crossfire Hurricane and Crossfire Razor? That is the the counterintelligence investigation launched by the FBI, right? Based on information, probably based on what I'm saying, possibly through liaison, CIA liaison, Brennan, Haspel, Steele, his subsources, right? To then provide oppo research to the Hillary Clinton campaign to then start the mechanism to start that 
investigation. That's one vector, potentially. The other vector is, well, you have two weeks after Pence is nominated. Wouldn't you think Pence might know about uh, a, such a sensitive operation going on in an organization that he's had oversight over for a decade? FBI and DOJ? Is it possible? So if anybody that's watching, listening to this, that knows and can reach out to our good friend, Mike Pence, can he articulate? Let's get him on the, let's get him on the show. If you can get him on the show, I beg you that to be on, on, on the show with him and you're going to see why I have 39 questions for him. Is it going to go well? For him? Yeah. You, you'll probably get the most views of any show you've had combined, all of them combined. Had a lot of views. I'm serious. <laughs> so I got 39 questions for him. And so basically, here's what it comes down to. <laughs> the oversight of the FBI, DOJ, 2014, the FISA court, all the, all the things that we just talked about. Two weeks after Pence is nominated, this investigation is launched to then dig deep into the into the campaign. How do they do it? They find somebody that has a foreign nexus based on their business connections. So Carter Page it was a known advisor to oil and gas sector in Russia. But guess what? He couldn't disclose at the time publicly uh, because of his non-disclosure agreement that he was also essentially a source to the CIA when he was doing that. He's working for us, like America, right? What happens? They open up and invest a FISA. The FBI opens up a FISA and gets a FISA warrant on him. Now, the DOJ Office of Inspector General spies on the in their campaign says that, oh, that was because the FBI was running amok and not following procedure, blah, blah, blah. But here's probably what was going on. There could have been a complicity with the court, right? And Kevin the Kleinsmith knew exactly said, you know what, what he was doing. Right. And then Kevin, he, thank he actually you. went to Kevin jail. Kevin Kleinsmith it. changed. No, he got yeah. a slap on the wrist, some probation. He got probation. He's, he's back. That's right. That he did it. get probation yeah. because he's one of the Kevin Kleinsmith doctored the email from the CIA when he asked, hey, is Carter Page work for the CIA or is a source or an agent or some sort of capacity reporting back? And they said, yes, he was. Kevin Kleinsmith changed it and said, no, he wasn't. And that was the basis to launch a, a legal FISA into the Trump campaign through Carter Page. So anybody that Carter Page was communicating with was sucked in. When the campaign was small, that probably meant absolutely everybody. Let's go to George Papadopoulos. George Papadopoulos. I mean, they, they, they also could have gotten him just by, like, if, if, if Carter Page ordered like, I don't know, some kind of foreign takeout food. I mean, it, it's it's so easy to get someone in, on the two to three degrees of separation. You call a takeout restaurant and then that person talks to a, a mobster. All of a sudden they have a, they have a little avenue that they can weave their way in. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> the fact that they but even went it? to this length. Who provides oversight over the court when they do that? Supposed the Intel be, Committee and the yeah. Judiciary, right? Yeah. So who's on those committees? We got Richard Burr, Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. 
How much does he love Trump? Not at all. No. Total anti-Trump guy. Right? So is it possible he used his discretionary authority to provide oversight in the way that he wanted? Right? He was quiet. He was silent. Now what about on the Senate Judiciary Committee? Who's up there? Who later becomes the, the chairman? A guy by the name of Lindsey Graham, right? Okay, so oh, there's so much to unpackage. Let me just wrap things up. So the spying on the campaign started. They go after Carter Page to inject themselves and see what's going on in the campaign. Uh, George Papadopoulos, he goes in there. Uh, he's traveling on some trip. If you read his book, he comes back and uh, goes comes back from a trip overseas. He's offered a consulting fee. In the amount of ten thousand or more, he felt that it was a little strange that he was being offered that in cash. So he leaves it with his attorney. I think in, in Greece, travels back to Chicago, and guess who's waiting for him at an, at the Chicago O'Hare Airport? Two FBI agents, because they thought that he had that money with him, and they were going to get him for not disclosing and declaring ten thousand, which is a requirement, and that's a violation of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. And guess what? Guess who one of those agents was, Max? You just mentioned him. Uh, I don't know. Kleinsmith? Kevin Kleinsmith. How do I know this? Because when George Papadopoulos was in my backyard for dinner a few months ago, maybe a year ago, we kind of fleshed all that out to identify who specifically from the Bureau was there at the time in Chicago. Connecting the dots. Now... Roger Stone, we know he was busted for basically Adam Schiff didn't he conjured up a, a one thousand one claim on him. So, so I want to, so, I want to, yep. I want to do this right now, okay? Because see, this is yep. what happens, Ivan. I want to stop for a second. So, yep, yep. Mr. Producer, you, you have full authority to block any of these little Joe Vaughn fans or pieces of trash on on Rumble and otherwise, right? So just get rid of them. Be, be done with them. Because I'm going to tell you something. What you're hearing from Ivan is not known. It is not news. And you pieces of trash don't understand how you put all this stuff together. If I'm sitting here taking notes and trying to put it back with all the things that I know, then d don't sit here and tell me. And, yeah, I do watch the notes. And I do actually have a conversation with people within the, within the uh, uh, ranks. I want you to understand this. This is not conjecture. This is not theory. This is not sort of some conspiracy. This is real factual stuff, unlike the treasure hunter. Okay, so if you want to be a Joe Fawn fan, go somewhere else. We don't need you here. I don't need you here. What I do need to do is make sure that the people that are here can understand so they can become the arbiter of reality. They can go out there and do their own research, and they can start pushing that information out there as ambassadors of truth. Thank you. Mr. Producer, just block them all. Go ahead, Ivan. Sorry. Okay. That's fine. That's that's your thing. Uh, every one of us focuses on certain things. This is what I'm focused on. Right. So thank you. 2014. We're talking about 2016. Let's move forward. So I mentioned the names that they were going after to get into inject themselves into the campaign. Uh, so when there was a release of who was unmasked and how many times they were unmasked, one of the people was Flint. So Crossfire Hurricane was the counterintelligence investigation into the Trump campaign. And a subcomponent of that was Trump Crossfire Razor which was the specific targeting of Flynn. And in the notes on a lot of these documents you'll go through, and you can find it. Well, I think it was uh, Baker. So, who was so this is all, by the way, the a report that Garrett's been going through as well. Right? Garrett's I, building I out a huge report. Well, 
I'm not sure. This component, he's not covering. He's only covering what's in the laptop. What I'm covering is a synopsis, a summary of, of thousands and thousands of pages of court documents and disclosures based on what Sidney Powell was able to uh, obtain by essentially being the acting FBI director during this entire period when she represented Flynn in order to force the disclosure. Brilliant lawyering. Uh, and that's what the, the results came out of, as well as my personal interactions with a lot of these names that I mentioned. I've had the personal interactions with them, whether it's a Carter Page, whether it's George Papadopoulos, whether it's a Roger Stone, uh, briefly in, in different capacities, as well as uh, others. Okay. Now, oh, let's see here. So the reason Across why everyone, the reason why the, the reason why this is mm -hmm. this is really informative to me is that you and I have never had a conversation about any of this, right? And we've had different experiences. We've walked different paths. So I've been mm -hmm. on different paths. I've I, you know I worked in the Middle East and Africa for since you know for six years, and so some of the things that you're talking about related to some of the people that worked in intelligence that I had the opportunity of getting involved with. Now all of that pieces together, and then the conversations I've had over the last year and a half plays a part in, I mean, I still have questions. I mean, I'm just going to tell you right now. I, I think, I don't believe in coincidence in the intelligence community. I don't believe in coincidence when it comes to politics and some of the things that, that, uh, that I'm piecing together. I have this big board and I walk through all these different pieces is, you know, wh why Patrick Byrne and General Flynn and, and, uh, these guys were at, uh, Tamatli with Lynn, uh, Sidney Powell, uh, the, the, what's the guy from, uh, cyber ninjas, um, that was ultimately picked for Maricopa, how they were all in the same place. And he just happened to get picked in Maricopa. And by the way, how did Jovan end up down in, in Georgia and then also end up in Maricopa County? And why don't we have a report? And why is it that he's out there saying that he's doing good work? I, so this is all that part. I, you know, I I'm, can't speak to a lot of what you're talking about because I don't have firsthand, nor have I asked people those questions to be able yeah. to kind of dig through that. So, so, so I'll, I look at I'll operational, I, I look at operational efficiencies and how things play together and you keep that circle tight. And so then, and, and by the way, I know I have stuff that on January 6th, I was there, I was sitting in a meeting with Patrick Byrne. Patrick said some things that, that I, I think back and I'm like, why would you do that? Why, why with everything going on, would you do that? So I, I don't have issues with General Flynn, but I look at being in the middle of the mess, the middle of all of this mm -hmm. stuff going on. And I'm always like the why I, I, I get always to the why, like, what is the why, right? The why I know why General Flynn um, got indicted because you can see it. You can. I've read through. I'll, those. I'll tell you. I'll tell you my why. Why I'm spent so much time on this. If yeah. I can. All right. So my background, as I've served, right? I've served in various capacities as a, at the introduction. The reason why I'm in this fight is when our government can do what I just laid out. When the senior people in our government can literally spy on, discredit, use the entire DOJ ecosystem to legally prosecute somebody that served for 33 years, becomes the top performing officer, military intelligence officer in general, deployed for five years. I mean, that, that takes a toll on family, right? For being deployed for five years. When they can do it to somebody that's served in that capacity, and there are other people that have served more, deployed more. Some of us have served less and did less. But when somebody of that degree and caliber is literally, I'm not gonna use an expletive, is defecated on to the max and all of the administrative uh, discretionary authority is applied legally and illegally to discredit and take them down. That's personal. Sorry, Mr. Producer, you're going to have to believe that one word. It is personal. I agree. 
This podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital. We don't get to choose when a disaster strikes. You don't get to choose how you get taken to the hospital. Anyone who has been taken to a hospital or has a loved one who's gone to a hospital by ambulance, you know it's very expensive and you know insurance won't usually cover it. Well, when you have to be airlifted by a helicopter, it's much more expensive. And yeah, insurance won't cover that either. Air Med Care Network exists to make sure you don't risk bankruptcy in the event that someone in your house has to be airlifted to a hospital for medical treatment. So when you sign up at the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily, not only are they going to give you coverage for your entire household for one year for $85, but they're also going to give you money back up to 50 bucks, depending on how many years you sign up for. So again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. And, and look, this is the reason why, I mean, I'm just going to, I'll say it right here. This is the reason why me and, and Lynn Wood, who I love, um, have the biggest issue is because I cannot, I cannot get behind a man that served the country for 33 years um, who was ridiculed. And um, I, I can't get behind, uh, you know, saying that he would do anything to, to betray this country. I just can't, can't get behind it. And, and I, can't, I can't find enough progressive information that would ever support it. So um, now I'm not going to tell you that I, I don't see other people that I can get there with that are in that circle because I can. But I also believe that people like to infiltrate circles, right? So I, I don't, uh, I have a hard time oh, thinking that General Flynn is, is a bad man. I just can't get there. And, and frankly, I, I pray that he is every bit as legitimate as he is. But I can't get there on other people too. But on others, I, I get there very quickly. I still don't say it because I think you, you, you be very careful with your words just in case you're wrong. Number one, you don't, you don't want you don't, you don't to be the one to say bad things about people if they're not true. Once you know that they're bad and you can unequivocally actually come to that conclusion with, without a doubt and you have the receipts, that's when, that's when I go there. Right? That's when, I've, that's when I don't go scorched earth. I'd be like, that. here, I still love you, man, but I think you're a fraud. <laughs> and people need to know that you're a fraud, <laughs> right? Um, because... At that point, it's our responsibility to make sure that they don't damage everything else around it or get sucked into other areas where they have an opportunity to become a liability, right? And, and frankly, that's, uh, th that's where we're at with it. So, Ivan, we are, so we are almost out of time. We've gone way over. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're talking about, I mean, we started in the 1800s, and we just got to what? So that's last the spying year. on the Trump yeah. campaign. Now. Yeah. Wrap the only person that could expose, the only person in the entire Trump ecosystem that has the knowledge, network, expertise to ask the right questions the, to uncover this entire illegal spying into the campaign and attempting to stop it from uh, being successful is Flynn and his network, right? So you have to take him out. He's the first one out. January 24th, James Comey, Andrew McCabe deploy... Peter Strzok and Joe Pientka to interview Flynn in the White House. Hey, can we uh, ask you a question? Yeah, sure. What do you need to know? Yeah, we have some questions about your call with uh, Kis Sergei Kislyak, the Russian ambassador to the U.S. Yeah, what do you want to know? Okay, you probably have the transcript. I mean, that's your job. Why don't you just refer back to the transcript? But what what I can and by the way, his his what he finally that says was in, the, in that, that transcript. In the, yeah. It was later released, but it wasn't released until the entire silencing of Flynn happened for four years. They re they meet they met their political they neutralized objectives. him. Anyway, neutralized I had a front row seat. I was in the courtroom every hearing. 
uh, I read every single filing. I was kind of keeping an eye on it, right? So bottom line is he is a threat to the both sides because he could have immediately gone in there, and I'm sure he knows all this right now. Uh, so bottom line is the questions are to be asked of why did Mike Pence fire General Flynn? My sources in that inner circle of Pence that I've, I happened to talk to uh, told me that they had never seen Mike Pence in the four years he was in the White House uh, be so adamant about a topic other than making sure that Flynn was gone, like hands down. Okay, Couple so, that with so there the was two a, things. There was an article. I'm going to challenge you on this because there was an article that said that the reason why Please. the General Flynn was fired was because there was a trust Please. issue between President Trump and uh, General Flynn. So that that was that was written, right? I mean that that was written. Here's what I'll was, tell you. To, I want I, you. To I'm pull telling up. you what is out there in the public spectrum. I'm going to rebut it with with direct evidence from the mouth of President Trump. Okay. Pull up the press conference of President Trump in January, a couple days or a day or so after that, maybe January 25th, where he specifically says, I didn't wanna fire him or something to that effect. You guys forced me, you guys forced me into it. And you could tell the disdain and the angst and disappointment of him making that decision. That would be my rebuttal. The second piece is when Andrew McCabe, James Comey, and the former chief of staff of Mike Pence, whose wife is also a senior individual in the FBI, potentially are collectively telling Mike Pence, or at a that's at worst case scenario, are essentially fabricating what happened to Flynn and reporting it to, to Pence, and he's making that trust decision based on that, or he was either complicit or directed it at the worst. I don't know. Those are some of the questions that I have for Mike Pence. What did he know? How much involvement did he have in making sure that Flynn was out? My guess is that it was done in order to remove somebody that's not leveraged or loyal to the Republican Party so that the Republican Party establishment can create that inner circle firewall around Trump to be able to promote their agenda now that he was in office and then be able to create leverage over him. Uh, that was not there in the past that would have been firewalled by General Flynn. That, that's my assessment. Now, if you want to pull that up and play it, please, because I think that's going to address a lot of people's issues that I've seen out there. When they see and re-look re at the level of disgust and disdain in the nonverbal cues of President Trump when he's essentially saying that, yep, we had to release Flynn. And if you want to look at the tweets and the commentary, they've been deleted uh, on him. Anytime there was a hearing, Trump would come out and essentially put out a, a statement on Twitter in support of General Flynn. You can yeah, so I don't know if you can that. find that, Max, at all, but I'm, I'm looking for it right now. Just because, I mean, this, this is some of the stuff that I try to put together and you, you miss in some of these areas. You just miss. And I get it, like, we're seeing little, I'm not saying I've seen everything, but I'm basing my assessments and decisions based on the collective body of massive amount of research I've done over the last six years. And some just may not have, have seen it all. And I get that. I'm just trying to find some more context. 
Well, it, it, okay. I, find it, I find it odd that in May of 2017 that there's a Comey memo that says that Trump asked him to end the Flynn investigation. Flynn investigation. That was in May of 2017. That was I five can, months so after he was actually... I know we're running out of time. Yeah. I can go into as deep as you want on this period from 2017 to 21. But what I want to say is just to kind of wrap things up. And If you want me to come on and just specifically focus on certain aspects, I can do that, Joe, anytime. Yeah. Whenever you would have well, me. I, I want to I want to dive but, into this. I mean, I think that I think we went over and we got a, a good basis back to why did Pence get involved? I, I truly believe that Pence is a traitor to the country. I'm just going to tell you right now. So, I mean, I laugh about the fact that we get Pence on. Pence is the, the chances of him getting on here with with us is slim to none. Slim left town and none died. So I don't think there's any ability for him to come on the show because I got questions, too. And it's not 39 questions. It's two. I have two questions. One, how did he portray the mm -hmm. American people? That's number one. And number two, right? Who cut your balls off and when did it happen? Yep. All right, so let's fast forward. 2021. Election happens. We've all been following that. What actually happened on January 6th? So my line of investigative research right now is I've, I've, I've talked to uh, Darren Beatty of Revolver recently. I've talked to some other folks. Again, based on my network knowledge and expertise, mm -hmm. I do have a network of white hats that I can tap into. Uh, but bottom line... At this point, if you look at my telegram, I asked the following question. Dear former U.S. House of Representative Sergeant at Arms Paul Irving. Paul Irving was a Sergeant at Arms from 2012 to 2021. Meaning, Boehner was a Speaker of the House that appointed him, and he was voted on by the House. Speaker Paul Ryan reappointed him and was voted on by the House. Speaker Nancy Pelosi reappointed him, and he continued to be in that role. You would, would you think that the Sergeant at Arms that provides that protection is the lead personal security director for the Speaker of the House? You probably have a pretty close relationship with all those three. Remember Speaker Ryan we talked about, Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Now, if we take for truth what the J6 committee said that, oh, Ray Epps, He's not F. He's not a Fed. He's not FBI. Okay. Oh, they went further than Let's, that. They went further than that. And they said what? He was just an observer. He was just a just a protester. Let's take that one. Let's take that as truth. Just just say that that's true. Yep. Let's take a look at the legal authorities of the Sergeant at Arms. Yep. 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 It is pretty plenary, as it applies to. The Capitol complex. When I say plenary, judge, jury, and executioner. That's the level of legal authority that the Speaker of the House has via the Sergeant at Arms. So, if that's the case, my question is to all of you listening right now. Let's take a look. Why was Speaker Pelosi's son-in-law, Michael Voss, and this is a source that I have, has been out there. I'm trying to get an affidavit from her. She's recovering from uh, an ailment. That happened to, this is according to her, she was at the in D.C. on January 5th in the room next to John Sullivan at the W Hotel. And on January 5th, she saw John Sullivan and Michael Voss, the son-in-law of Speaker Pelosi, in the lobby together for two hours talking. Wait, wait, the Speaker the of the House's son-in-law, Michael Voss, spelled, I think it's Mikhail. M-I-K-H-A-I-L or something something like that. V-O-S. 
No is relation it? to speaker of Austin, Wisconsin. No, no relation at all. No relation. Okay. Mikael Voss is uh, has Dutch background, uh, so he's a Dutch journalist, uh, married to Nancy's daughter, a speaker of Pelosi's daughter. So there are two people that have reached out to me and said that they observed that. Now, I'm not saying that that's truth. I'm saying that that is an allegation of two sources that I'm still vetting, okay? I don't want to, like, make it more than what it actually is. I'm just giving you the context of the source. Now, if that is the truth, and we saw what Ray Epps did, is it plausible that the FBI is doing their investigation, puts people up based on social media posts onto their most wanted list, and all of a sudden, a few of them drop off. Ray Epps drops off. Who else drops off? We just heard recently. Let me pull that name up. I have it recently. Uh, let's see here. The Luke P. Robinson. Heard of that name? No. If not, let's no. look him up. Luke P. Robinson. John Sullivan. Michael Voss. Stuart Rhodes. Ray Epps. Let's ask them, did they get their direction to potentially facilitate the unlawful entry into the Capitol on January 6th at the behest and coordination of the Sergeant at Arms, Paul Irving, in order to meet the political objectives of, here's the context that was going on, 147 members of the House on January 5th that day were already advocating to object and that number was growing by the minute. Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz, then enlisted another 10 senators. That number was growing by the minute on January 5th. The, the momentum was massively rising on the 5th, and that was continuing to escalate. Amidst all of this, if you're trying to lock in the steal, the unconstitutional election from November 3rd, and you have quasi-legal uh, uh, authority to do something about it, and if you have complete plenary authority on what goes on at the Capitol grounds on the House side where the joint session occurs, what options do you have as a speaker? I propose one option and hypothesis. I'm not saying that this is true. I'm just saying that this is something to think about. And as you're reading things, and if the evidence starts to support this hypothesis and, and is consistent with it, well, then that increases our confidence level that this is a hypothesis that is more and more likely. Speaker Paul Ryan, Nancy Pelosi, Drew Hamill, which is the deputy chief of staff for Nancy Pelosi, Senator Mitch McConnell, who is the boss of the Senate Sergeant at Arms, Michael Stenger, Stenger, Chris Ray, Ray Epps, Stuart Rose, John Sullivan, Michael Voss, the Speaker saw Luke P. Robinson. Let's take a look at their phone records and their email records to see if any of those communicated and what they communicated about on January 5th and January 6th in order to stop the objection to the six slates of electors, thus giving and affording an opportunity for a 12th Amendment to be triggered for a one state, one vote, President Trump in office, and depending on how they voted in the Senate, presumably they would have voted for Pence. That's what I say is a possible hypothesis that no one is looking at. And the reason why I say that is when you look at these individuals and you see that that sergeant at arms on January 7th, hours after the vote, resigned and says, hey, guys, um, 
we didn't we didn't request the Department of Defense's ten thousand troops because of the optics. When the U.S. Capitol Police Chief says, "No, we did," and I have phone logs and records to show it. Well, guess what? Under law, we as citizens are not able to FOIA only a few parts of our government, and one of them is the Speaker's office and the Sergeant at Arms office. Isn't that special, huh? All right. There's so way more gonna... to it, but that's the top. That, that's that's the wave tops. Okay, so <laughs> Joe. So so this is all. This is very interesting to me because I like to li- I like to look at the why, right? I always talk about the why. Why? Why did they do this? What's the motives behind everything? Because it leads me down a path where then I understand what the next step is going to be. Um, I call it war gaming. It's, it's what the government does, and mm-hmm. this is why I have a hard time believing that they didn't know about the fraud that exists in the election because. Let me tell you a couple things that I know for a fact. I was sitting in the room with a, I was literally sitting in the room with a journalist, a very well-known journalist, where she gets a text message. And that text message was from the head of DHS. And it was in response to a question that she raised about what they're doing about the shredder truck that is full of ballots down in Georgia. Now, that shredder truck that is filled with ballots down in Georgia should never have existed because there never should have been ballots. And this is what people don't understand. There's, there's never should have been ballots that are put into a shredder truck. It, 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 it's nonsensical. It can't happen. Right. There's a 22-month retention requirement under federal and, law. And even if that's the case... They said that they had retention when they did this spot check of ballots. How did you have a retention and spot check of ballots if there's ballots inside of a truck? This is prior to January 6th, by the way. They knew about this in December. And in December, a whistleblower came forward and said, that whistleblower is now dead, by the way, but came forward. That That truck, that shredder truck, when somebody at the shredder company actually came forward, was put inside of a warehouse across the street from the police station, and that there was, there was DHS and FBI agents that surrounded that truck that was then taken, excuse me, let me just, first it was surrounded by police cars inside the, the impound lot at the police station. It was then taken from there and put inside, inside and they were inspecting the, the ballots inside the back of the shredder truck away from prying eyes while people were taking pictures of guys coming in and out. There's so much that I know that, that doesn't make sense, and I always ask the why. I know for mm-hmm. a fact, Ivan, that our intelligence community knew that the election was stolen in 2020. I know for a fact that the, election, that the intelligence community has taken over mainstream media. I know for a fact the intelligence community has propped up all of the technology that we have and the billionaires that are out there. Those people play a part. Those companies play a part in the government's ability to do this change. I'll, this, I'll say this, Joe, if I can. Yeah. The C- we all know this, I think, at this point. The CEO of Reuters, who also sits on the board of Pfizer, Pfizer, one of the two board members listed on their website, is also the organization that is the official fact checker for Twitter. Okay. Now, who at Reuters is the official liaison fact checker person, point of contact? What's her name? And what's her background? She's got about a 30-year career at the CIA. So as a senior person in the CIA, as a woman, 
it's probably plausible that she has a nice relationship with a lady by the name of Gina Haspel, also Haspel. a senior person at the CIA, right? As a senior executive. And it's interesting that Reuters is a London outfit. It's a British organization. Now, going back to the FISA, now there's limitations on influence operations and and uh, spying on Americans under federal statute. But the way to get around that, and I think uh, Robert Malone alluded to, to it, and Dr. Malone, in one of his uh, statements, which resonated and I reposted on Telegram, and it kind of makes sense of why, you know, who, who's been attacking me recently after my speech in New Hampshire, articulating some of the stuff that I just talked about today. It's, uh, it happens to be Reuters that's doing the hit piece, interestingly enough, on people that have been banned on Twitter, right? So they're producing fake content, I got banned you know. on Twitter, right? Thank you. That's I trust people. I trust people more that are banned on Twitter than are still on there. Yeah, that's my opinion. So it's like they're using foreign intelligence services to attack U.S. citizens and influence and manipulate the psyche of the American ecosystem because they're getting around the U.S. law to do so by, in their personal capacity, creating those liaison efforts to then attack. And if Brits need to attack and uh, politically target one of their own in the Brit in the UK, then they, they then use U.S. media outlets to do so because they may have similar laws that bar that. It's kind of genius, but we're on to them. So it's going to be interesting how this plays out as we start to articulate and uncover uh, all these relationships and expose them. It's exposing. I think we're exposing them faster and faster. Podcasts like this. We've got our telegrams, our gabs, our other ones are out there. Uh, and then hopefully TMTG will launch here in the next month or two. Devin Nunes, Nunes is heading that up with Trump Media and I'm still, I'm still trying to figure. I'm still trying to figure that whole deal out. I mean, based on his background and the technology that is being implemented. But I mean, they ha they have Rumble and they have some good technology they brought underneath the spec. They, so I'm looking forward. They to just it. brought in locals yesterday or this morning. I don't know if you saw that. No, I didn't. Yeah, they just did that, and I, I'm hoping I, that I'm actually going to reach out to them because there's technology at my old company that I think that they could actually use. So. Um, I, you know, that's, it's one of the next things that, uh, and by the way, my, my previous company lost, uh, you know, I don't know, eight, $9 million in revenue in a year based on me being the CEO. It's crazy. It's crazy. I think Max just, I think Max had to go. Bounce. Okay. Yeah. So I'll well, that's it. That's two back. hours. I apologize. No, no, no. Th th Thanks this, for is a great, this is a great two hours. Max just had, he has to go do another, I think he's doing another interview, but we'll see. Uh, Look, yeah, so there's – I have paid the ultimate price, and I think that a lot of people have. And I just appreciate you coming forward with this information. There's much more to go through. We'll probably schedule you out. Mr. Producer, I want to get Ivan back on next week and just run through it, even if we just start in segments running through it, and I'll just dro start dropping segments related to and, – and maybe even having a conversation where we get that stuff down on a whiteboard basis – so that we can put it out to us so people can see it, visualize it. Most people are visual, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? So I want to get right, it onto right. a place where they can see all these connections, um, and then we'll we'll put it in the we'll put it in the. Uh, I'd be great to whiteboard it because yeah. that's basically how I do it. Do your little link analysis relationships. Wait, you have a image, Mr. Producer. Yeah, one image. Let's no? bring it up. Bring that one up. We'll close bring, with that. Bring that image up. All right, if you can remove my video, because you don't need to see me at this point, I want the yeah, whole it's viewers whole to see the whole thing. Yeah. And I'll just speak to it. Okay, speak to it.
2020 election remediation for those that are on the audio version. There we go. All right, so this is a one slider that I introduced it. I've been talking about this behind the scenes like you were talking about. I mean, nothing, I'm, I'm not trying to hide anything. This is all out there. Uh, I talked about it in New Hampshire where I got attacked and then we're gonna get attacked again. So here's the deal. This summarizes what I think occurred uh, in, in the states. So on the left side is essentially where the audit efforts are pursuing uh, are continuing amongst the states that are uh, consequential. And you have some names of potential impacts if the state legislatures uh, grow the courage to do the right thing. And then in red, you have listed there the specific key entities that are stopping and blocking the audit from occurring because yes or no, they may have been involved in this entire operation to make sure that those people that would have gone back into that second term of a Trump presidency would have exposed what I'm articulating, some of it right now, uh, but using the judicial mechanism to actually prosecute them for the illegal spying and uh, everything that came from it. So let's take a look. Arizona, we all know this. Ducey, Brnovich, Bowers, they're all part. Uh, Rusty Bowers is the Speaker of the House. Those three, so Rusty Bowers Brnovich. had a meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just idiotic. Rusty Bowers had a meeting with, if I'm not mistaken, Senator Wendy Rogers on a Friday before they were going to vote on the uh, the audit and like the initial movement where there was a lot of momentum. And he had committed that he was going to do it, meaning that there would have been a majority. Uh, but he had a conversation on that Sunday before the Monday vote with Doug Ducey. And uh, after that meeting, Rusty Bowers pulled back. So I, that's coming from two individuals. I think uh, Senator Rogers and then uh, Liz, uh, Liz Harris mentioned that to me, if I'm not mistaken. This memory serves me right. And so those are the three that are behind stopping the truth from getting out. Now, the key question here is, what relationship does Ducey, Bowers, and Brnovich have with Pence? That's a question that I'd like to know. Uh, were there conversations to basically guarantee it? Because you got to remember, one thing I forgot to mention is, and I'm sure you know this, Joe, after he, he left as a speaker, Paul Ryan, to hedge the information landscape, became a board member of Fox News. So you notice how a lot of topics that we are interested in are banned. Essentially, there's a blockade on Fox News from discussing, as well as all the mainstream media and big tech. Why? I argue it's because of Paul Ryan and his hatred for Trump. And his loyalty to other folks, right? Remember, that when could Trump got in, from when Trump deleting got into and removing office, Trump. Guys, listen, I want everybody to understand this. When Trump got into office, and we'll, we'll put this up before, guys, I'm going to, a couple things. I have so much I want to say, and then we're going to wrap up. Number one, go back and rewatch this. Go back and rewatch it. Go back and rewatch this two hours. It's, it's important information. I'm going to go back and rewatch it probably three or four times as I build out my board and start adding people to the board. But remember when President Trump took office in 2016 or 17, when he when he said when he, when he stepped out and said, "Hey, when he stepped out, remember what happened? Do you remember what happened? Do you remember?" He transitioned into becoming the most the, the worst person in the history of humanity, according we to We had unanimous ability to pass whatever we needed to pass in the House, the Senate, and in the presidency. Oh, you're talking about in the 2017, yeah. And what happened? What did they do with that for two years? Your friend McCain, who I failed to mention as a part part of the Arizona cabal, 
that, that was providing that pushback. They did nothing. This is why you know that the, that the entire system was rigged. Look, we, we overcame it in 16. They thought the Democrats thought they had it done. 99.99% chance that, that, that uh, Hillary Clinton won. I ran a data company at the time. I remember going to the office. I made money on this. I, I'm just telling you, I made money on this. And I did it legally. But I made money on this because I said President Trump is going to win. I showed up at the RNC. I literally showed up. And I wish Max was here. He'd, he'd go through this. We, we were invited to the, the GOP event. I showed up. I'm smiling. I'm high-fiving people. And they're like, why are you? They had this somber look on your face. I go, I don't know what you guys are talking about. President Trump is going to win. I'm telling you right now he's going to win. The sentiment factors across the nation are way too high. And I don't care what they throw at him. This is before I knew about stealing elections. And then you saw what they did in 2016 to 2020 where Dominion went on a, a rampage and got themselves into another, what, 15 key areas, over 55% or 52% of the vote across the board, run by some raging lunatic named Eric Coomer, who owns the adjudication process. He's he's your favorite buddy, I know. I've been watching you. Yeah, I mean, look. Make some colorful comments about him. He's trash. I'll tell you what he is. The guy has a Satan tattoo on him who, who publicly humiliates his wife, who has done all sorts of crazy bad things. He's not a good person, right? But the, my point is, is that you can see them set into p- place things that stopped, including Pence, stopped the ability to get progress for the American people, and President Trump just kept stepping over it. Like, that's not an obstacle. And this is what CEOs do, by the way. They step over obstacles. They're like, that's not, that's not a knife. That's a knife. And they, they push things aside and do whatever <laughs> they need to do. That is the ability of a CEO is to see past the obstacle. And President Trump saw past it. He moved their cheese all over the place. Everyone was exposed. Yeah, it was like the emperor with no clothes. Always positive. And he said it. He said it so well back in 2009. He goes, you know what? He's tapping the guy on the shoulder. He goes, I don't give up. I don't give up. I don't quit. And he didn't quit for four years. And by the way, what everyone doesn't talk about is he didn't take a salary. He took not one dollar. He donated 100% of his salary. Who does that but a guy that actually cares about the American people? You can say whatever you want. Mean tweets, said this, made fun of this person. I don't care. All I know is that the future of my children was being secured by a man who cared more about the legacy of the nation than he cared about himself. I'll, I'll equate that back to, to John F. Kennedy and the fact of the speeches he gave right before he was actually assassinated down in Texas. All right, we got to get going. We got to get off the deal because breaking this up for these guys, they're going to be here for another two hours cutting this up. And finding your curse word, your one curse word. Don't worry, I've done it before. So and the map, you're a good. Company. And the map, and the map. Make sure you can leave it in there. there. Okay, guys, listen. No, the map. The map articulates all the people in the red by state that were involved. In my opinion, uh, so Pennsylvania, uh, Wisconsin. There, we talked about Pennsylvania. Senator Toomey voted to convict uh, Trump in the second trial. Fitzpatrick, Congressman Jake Corman. The guy that pulled uh, Doug, Mastriano, Doug Mastriano off of his committee and took or took his staff away as he was about to do an audit in Pennsylvania of the of the election. That's same happened, thing happened. Same in, thing they did you know, in, in Wisconsin. Same thing. So, so Pennsylvania was the initial playbook. Wisconsin was the rinse and repeat playbook, and then two congressmen in Michigan, Mayor in Upton, New Hampshire, the Governor Sununu. Here's where it gets interesting, and I'm almost done with this. Governor Sununu, his father was the chief of staff. For Bush Sr., okay, in the White House. Bush Sr.'s chief of staff was Papa Sununu. His son 
is is uh, Boy Wonder Sununu in New Hampshire. And guess what happened in 2020 in New Hampshire? If you haven't been following, oh, they're, the they're, state legislature of... went from blue to red. So bottom of the of the ticket in 2020 went blue to red overwhelmingly to flip both houses in, in their state legislature. The governor gets reelected, a Republican, and then at the top of the ticket, landslide loss by Trump. That's does that make sense? Nope, no, it doesn't, doesn't make sense. sense. Virginia, we're looking at the seventh congressional district, and then we're looking at also. Uh, the, so, by the way, the legislature is in session in Virginia, and they're looking at doing an audit uh, in the key county in the Virginia seven, uh, where there was a Loudon thumb drive county. injected. Yep. No, that wasn't in Loudon. It was in Henrico County. Oh, uh, just outside of Richmond. Yep. And yep, then yep, we yep. have that's Leon Benjamin. Nebraska's district. sec. Uh, no, Leon's to the east. I thought fourth, he was right outside of Richmond. He might change it. That's that's the other side. That's the east side of Richmond. The other, right. the west side is the seven. Hey, come on, I'm Virginia. Born and raised, brother, in Washington D.C. area. You're talking. You're talking to D.C. boy. All right, hey Ivan, we'll have you back next week. There's more that I want to talk to you about. Maybe we'll just start wrapping and going through and, and digging into this stuff, and I can put up a board and we can start adding stuff to it. I just want to say thank you. Yeah, and next, next one I, I can help with the with the the citations and everything, if you want me to bring specific receipts, because we were having some technical difficulties bringing them up. Uh, rather than just relying on my voice, uh, I'll provide the evidence. All right, we'll do that too. Hey, thank you. God bless you. Ivan. I, mean, I want to hey, thank you for the work it. that you do. And God bless. I want to thank, thank you the way you do it. It's just as important as the work that you do. Because uh, you, know, you, you walk the walk and talk the talk, and you do it because you care about this nation. You have kids, and you want to protect this nation for the future. God bless you. Absolutely. God bless you, Joe. Thank you. All right. So guys, we're out of time. I mean, it's, there's a lot of stuff that we went through just now. Ivan is a, a great Patriot served his country for decades. And here we are having a conversation right now about why the why. And there's been people that have said, there's been people that have said, ah, it doesn't matter. We're not going to get to the bottom of it. I'm going to tell you that is not true. We are absolutely going to get to the bottom of it. We are absolutely going to make sure that we hold these people accountable. People that have everything to lose are more dangerous than the people that have nothing to lose. And we have everything to lose, including a country and the sacrifice that came massively before us. Let's see, ad read. Oh, I got to do an ad read. I think I have to do an ad read. We're going to break it up in the ad read. Okay. So I don't have the ad read paper, but I'm going to tell you that this show is brought to you by Air Med Care Network. Um, if you are uh, in an accident and you have to be flown, you have high deductibles and a lot of problems that can be that uh, uh, that are not going to be covered by your insurance. If you're flown by an ANC AMCN provider, you will not have to pay any deductibles. Um, I am a member, um, and so if you go to airmedcarenetwork.com/daily promo code daily, um, you can save um, or it's up to 80, 80 It's eighty dollars. $85. I am butchering $85 this. $85 a year. $85 a year. For as low as $85 so, a year, so, your entire household is covered. Yeah, so guys, I, I, I've I, done a really good job of, of pushing this because I am a member. I also got the part where I'm out of, out of state quite a bit, so they'll fly me back to my home state. You also get a zip uh, a gift card up to $50 um, if you do use airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily, promo code daily. Um, it's fire insurance, but it's the best fire insurance you can get. All right, listen. We, we have a bunch of other stuff coming up this week. We have Clay Clark tomorrow morning. Um, if you actually don't like Clay Clark, uh, show up because he's going to have open lines. We're going to have conversations about, you know, asking him questions. And 
you know, I'm a guy that wants to ask questions. I want to make sure that we dig it out. I want to hear about the history of Clay Clark. I want to take a guy from where he was to where he is. I want people to understand that. we got to extend enough grace. And, um, yeah, so uh, we're going to have Clay on tomorrow. Um, I think that it'd be worth the watch. I, I know that I'd like to have Clay Clark and uh, Lynn on the show at the same time. I'm not sure that that'll happen, but tomorrow we'll just have Clay Clark. You'll be able to ask him questions, hard questions, and he'll be able to answer those. So that's it for – we're out of time. That's it for this edition of Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe to us on Rumble at Conservative Daily. Uh, follow us at uh, – on uh, Conservative Daily – follow Conservative Daily on Telegram, and that's t.me slash Conservative Daily. You can listen to us live at conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Twitch, Frank Speech, and CloudHub. You can find us on the audio version at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Audible. I want to thank the people that have told us about the shadow banning that's been happening there. Uh, keep reporting that stuff. Please subscribe and give us a five-star review. Download the audio version. Send it to people that you think need to hear it or would enjoy hearing it. Um, if you need a reminder, when we go live, text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and sign up for our text alert system. Use the link in our description as well as subscribe to our newsletter so you can get our fax blasts and you don't miss any of our important projects that we're working on, we're working on right now, such as the membership portal, which will be done. Um, there's two things, one of which is we're going to be going on to a platform that allows for you to become a member and support us. Um, we've been really kind of light on things that we um, have sponsorships on, and I don't want to make this a show about sponsorships. I really want to just bring you as much as possible. So um, that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Oltman. Max had to leave, and I just want to thank Ivan for coming on. Um, hold steady and, uh, you know, head up, eyes forward. God is at the wheel, and we do win in the end. We just need to make sure we step in the gap, have faith, and act in that faith. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow.